Not again. 12 lives tragically cut short in Virginia Beach after a city employee opens fire on his co-workers. I have an 11-month-old baby at home and all I could think about was him. Democratic presidential candidates blame Washington for failing to act, but will anything change? 2020 Democratic presidential candidate Senator Cory Booker joins us exclusively. And Tariff Man, dangerous overcrowding at the southern border. To stop it, the president is ordering steep tariffs on Mexican goods. The president has a constitutional obligation to step up. But will the strategy slow migration or simply hurt Americans' pocketbooks? Acting Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, Kevin McAleenan, is here exclusively. Plus, read my lips. Robert Mueller speaks. We would not reach a determination one way or the other. And Democratic calls for impeachment grow. Do voters agree? House Majority Whip Congressman James Clyburn of South Carolina joins in moments. Hello, I'm Dick Tapper in Washington, where the State of Our Union is once again grieving after a mass shooting in the U.S. Overnight, what has become a tragically familiar sight in this country, mourners gathering to remember innocent people gunned down in a mass murder, this time in Virginia Beach, where 12 people were shot to death at the Virginia Municipal Center. The gunman, a public utilities employee wielding two handguns purchased legally. This latest massacre is calling new attention to the debate over gun control, an issue that's already been front and center in the Democratic primaries. On Saturday, 2020 Democratic candidates gathered in California for that state's Democratic Party convention. One of the 2020 candidates, Senator Cory Booker, threw out his planned convention speech after the shooting and delivered an entirely new one focused on ending gun violence. And Democratic presidential candidate uh, Senator Cory Booker from New Jersey joins me now uh, live from San Francisco. Uh, Senator Booker, thanks for joining us. You said yesterday that mass shootings in America, quote, cannot just go on in our country, and you've unveiled a comprehensive gun reform plan. Now, ATF says that the two weapons used in the attack were handguns, not uh, semi-automatic assault rifles, uh, and they say that they were purchased legally. How would your plan have stopped this tragedy, if at all? Well, Jake, again, th this is uh, a tragedy today, but you, you know that every single day in the United States of America, in the aggregate, uh, we have mass shootings that go on in neighborhoods like mine. I live in an inner-city black and brown community. You were there yourself. Uh, uh, moments after you left, we had another shooting in my neighborhood. Uh, we are not helpless to stop this. Uh, this is a uniquely American problem. We have carnage in our country at levels that no other nation sees, more people dying in my lifetime due to gun violence than all the Americans that died due to gun violence in every single war from the mm -hmm. Revolutionary Now, war till now. And so th th this idea that we are helpless to stop this is the evidence points differently. We know that everything from licensing, like that Connecticut did, dropped gun violence in their, in their state by 40%, suicides by 15%. We know that there are communities like Oakland that did things by treating gun violence like a public health problem and by investing in communities, empowering them, uh, they were able to lo lower gun violence. I have a comprehensive plan that right. people say is bold, but I'll tell you that, I'll tell you what, it's not bold. It's, it's common sense, evidence-based things that we can do to lower gun violence. We are not helpless. But you, you, I, you, keep, you keep saying, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you keep saying we're not helpless. So I'm saying what would have prevented this tragedy? I mean, I think that's one of the issues that people... Uh, wonder about when there are these horrible tragedies, what steps specifically would have stopped the massacre in Virginia Beach? 
And and you've taken a look at the 16, 17 things we have in my plan that would drop the levels of violence overall from one handgun a month laws uh, all the way to investing in the kind of mental health uh, and the kind of community empowerment strategies that would do something about it. In the aggregate, we can do things that dramatically lower the levels of violence in our community but we've allowed this debate to be framed by the corporate gun lobby that mm. has so eroded common sense from okay. even stopping the, the CDC having money to study this problem, uh, from stopping consumer product safety commissions having the ability uh, to regulate in this space. So, so enough is enough. We, so can, we can do so much more. I hear, I hear you not talking about this specific massacre, but talking about uh, gun violence in general. Um, so, so let's talk about your proposals in general. Uh, you've called for federal gun licenses that would require fingerprints, an interview, a gun safety course. I want you to listen to former Vice President Joe Biden, who seemed skeptical about your proposal when he was asked about it uh, in New Hampshire. Take a listen. I don't know whether where it is in terms of under the Constitution, whether we're able to do that. My guess is we could. But I think there's a lot of things we can do directly now. That's not going to change Gun licensing will not change whether or not people buy what weapons, what kind of weapons they can buy, where they can use them, how they can store them. What's your response? Is the Vice President Biden correct that gun licenses aren't what ultimately is going to help here? Look, there are states that have done this. I've seen precipitous drops in gun violence. We need to start looking at the things that work. And I'm, I'm enough of, of excuses. There are millions of Americans that live now in fear, fear of letting their kids go to school, fear of going to their house of worships, fear of walking in their own neighborhoods. We need to have a much more courageous empathy uh, for others that are dealing with this crisis instead of waiting till it visits upon our neighborhood, our community, our mosque, our concert. We, we can do things about this problem. We know it. And the only thing that seems to be lacking is a sense of moral urgency. Uh, but unfortunately, after what happened in Virginia Beach, you see that growing. And so I, I'm, I'm sorry. You have your choice in this presidential campaign of a lot of folks. Uh, if you want someone who's going to take a fight on this issue, uh, take a fight to the corporate gun lobby, take a fight against apathy and indifference, take a fight against the NRA, uh, then I'm your person. For being a person that lives in a community where on 4th of July— uh, uh, you see children that react to fireworks with fear, hiding under beds, hiding in closets uh, because of the post-traumatic stress that happens in neighborhoods where you see shrines to dead kids on, on street corners. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm an African-American male. We're 6% of the nation's population, but we make up over 50% of, of the gun violence victims. So uh, this is something that's going on all around our nation. Enough is enough. I'm bringing a fight to this, and we will win this fight. So you didn't specifically criticize uh, Vice President Biden, but it sounds as though you're saying that you would fight more than he would. But let me ask you, because the Obama-Biden administration, uh, you're proposing something very bold in your words, uh, perhaps uh, far-reaching, certainly. Uh, President Obama, Vice President Biden, they were not able to get even modest gun control measures through Congress when they were in office after Sandy Hook. So my question for you is, how are you going to do it? Even if you're elected president, you might not have a veto-proof majority in the House and the Senate. Uh, and, and if you do uh, have that, uh, you might have a lot of Democratic members who come from states where gun rights are very important, such as Montana. How will you be able to get something passed where Obama and Biden were not able to? 
Well, this echoes to me of the civil rights movement where civil rights legislation passed time and time again. The longest filibuster in the Senate was Strom Thurmond trying to stop uh, civil rights legislation from happening. And people said it couldn't be done, that there were states that were standing firmly against it. Uh, but you know what happened is we had leaders that called to the moral imagination of our country, called to the conscience of our nation, built the kind of coalitions necessary to tear down uh, segregation. And so here we have a nation that has untold levels of carnage and violence uh, and shootings every single day, suicides, 90 to 100 people dying every single day. Uh, I believe we, that just because we've failed in the past mm -hmm. doesn't mean we will fail in the future. I believe it takes grit and fight and will, and we can muster that in the United States to do common sense things that do not take away people's Second Amendment rights. The only people that should be afraid mm -hmm. of, the, of the kind of legislation I'm pushing are gun runners, criminals, and the corporate gun lobby. So, Senator, we only have a little bit of time, but I do want to ask you about impeachment after special counsel Robert Mueller spoke this week. You came out, you tweeted that Congress should begin impeachment proceedings immediately against President Trump. I'm a little confused because Mueller didn't really say anything on Wednesday that he hadn't written in his report, what made you change your thinking? Well, it, it was a few weeks of seeing a president who wants to undermine congressional, excuse me, constitutional intent and say that he's above the law. He has not been complying with subpoenas. He has not been complying uh, with legitimate congressional inquiries to continue the investigation that Mueller very specifically said it's on Congress now to continue uh, uh, after he put this report forward that, it, that clearly indicated uh, that there is uh, potential uh, corruption, obstruction of justice. This president is not above the law. He should not be able to stop the checks and balances on the executive. And I feel like we have a moral obligation now uh, to investigate this president. Impeachment proceedings will give us more legal leverage to be able to get the information Congress needs to get to the bottom of what his administration has done mm -hmm. while they're in office. Senator Cory Booker, live in San Francisco. Thanks for joining us this morning. We appreciate it, sir. Thank you for having me. Many of the president's own advisors opposed his plan to impose steep tariffs on Mexico. The acting secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, Kevin McAleenan, will join us next exclusively to defend that policy. Plus, another 2020 Democratic presidential candidate is opening up about a topic formerly considered taboo for politicians, mental health. His exclusive interview about post-traumatic stress is coming up. Stay with us. Welcome back. When it comes to folks who upset President Trump, is it true that out of sight is out of mind? That's the subject of this week's State of the Cartoonia. Before President Trump went to Japan last week, his staff asked the Navy to obscure the name of the USS John McCain to avoid angering the president. To me, John McCain, I wasn't a fan. Which got us wondering, what else might the president's staff do to keep him from blowing his top? Do maps in the White House only show the states that he won? Does his staff hide from him the existence of other long-gone and revered politicians? We made America great again! Perhaps his intelligence community could come up with some high-tech glasses, ones that make him see everyone he meets as more supportive, even obsequious. We can call them pence-nez. President Trump's leadership inspires me every single day. Our president is a man with broad shoulders. I want to thank you, Mr. President. And of course, there's a less high-tech option, bubble wrap. I feel very comfortable 
President Trump already causing controversy over his state visit to the UK. Stay with us. Now streaming exclusively on Max, a new CNN flash talk about the album that has Nashville talking. Call Me Country, Beyonce and Nashville's Renaissance. Watch it at max.com slash call me country. Max subscription required.